You want your five star matches? You want your thirty minute classics? Not me. Big meaty man slapping me. Good ladies and gentlemen, this is Randall Beatley, the host of the Slapping Me to Wrestling podcast. Just a quick shout out, go find me on TikTok and Twitter at We2Deep413. That is We2Deep413. W-E-T-O-O-D-E-E-P-4-1-3. Today's episode is our backlash review going over the card. Of this past weekend's pay-per-view live from San Juan, Puerto Rico. And there's a reason when I did my review. Right? There's a reason why I said I keep my expectations low. Because if I have high expectations, right? If you expect an A- and you get an A-, you're like, eh, that's what I was expected to get anyway. Right, if you expect an A minus and you get a B plus, you you leave a little bit disappointed. Even though a B plus is a very good show. Right? But if you expect a C and you get an A, you're happy, right? If you expect a D and you get a B plus, you're happy, right? And so that's why I I I, I, I do this on purpose. Right, I, I purposely set my expectations for these pay-per-views, premiere live events, whatever you want to call them, super low. My expectation for this is what's the worst show I could possibly get? That's what I expect. That way when they deliver on the on the level that they delivered this past Saturday, I can sit there and I will say this. Backlash 2023 may be the best premier live event of the year. At the point of this current recording, that stands as truth. Backlash 2023 is the best pay-per-view premier live event WWE has done all year. Better than Elimination Chamber, better than Royal Rumble, better than than WrestleMania as a whole. If you take WrestleMania as a whole, Night 2 really lowered the stock of WrestleMania this year. And I would say Backlash is better than what we got at WrestleMania. And this event is insane. From the first match to the very end, there was very little I had to complain about. Um... And so we're going to go down the card. We're going to talk about the matches. And then we will... Um, uh, I'll overall grade it. 
and then maybe we could talk about you know what's what 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 should we expect for Saudi Arabia. Um, now I didn't do a lot of planning for this because um, and so at that very end is going to be a little bit scattered because. I don't know what to expect, to be honest, for Saudi Arabia. You know, it's Night of Champions, so we know we're going to get at least one match for the new title. All right. So, um, we'll, we'll, we'll go over this. We'll talk about uh, what I want to happen at Saudi Arabia, what I think could happen at Saudi Arabia, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see where we go from there. Um, so, we'll, we'll talk about this match, or this card, so we start the show, and everyone, everyone, um, and then in the Discord, and let's go ahead and plug this. Go to the Casual Community YouTube page, click on the page, subscribe to it, watch the videos. And Notorious Nerdy D does a very good job, as well as Level Up Lauren, at, at putting those together. In the description of their videos is the link to the Discord. Click on it, get in the Discord, and. And uh, uh, join the conversation, right? So, pay-per-view events become so fun when you have people to discuss it with, right? So, so I used to do watch-alongs with my brother uh, who does, he has his own show. If you want to check out his show, I'll go ahead and, and plug this for him. Um, the Junkyard Podcast on the, the Junkyard Media Group. Uh, YouTube page is also where you can find another podcast I host that's live on Thursday. It's called the Calling Audibles Podcast, which is uh, a sports, you know, NFL football type uh, podcast. And you can find all of that at the Junkyard Media Group YouTube page. So my brother um, and a bunch of my friends, we would all get together. We used to do pay-per-view watch-alongs. And then, and, and I'll be honest with you, and then AEW happened. And ever since AEW happened, it, it seems like these people who, who, who are pro-AEW, like that, that's their favorite promotion, right? They, they, there, are, there are the few of them who will watch WWE pay-per-views and, and, and not sit there and think it's the worst thing ever. But, but in my friend group, AEW started happening. And we would still meet for WWE shows, pay-per-views, premiere live events. But I noticed their attention wasn't on the matches and when WWE was on. But when AEW was on, you better be quiet. You better watch the show. You better not critique it. Right? And so I stopped going to these watch-alongs. I would just watch them by myself. Or I would go over to... Uh, for backlash, I, I watched it with my dad. My dad's a super, super casual fan. Uh, you know, he cheers for the people he cheers for. You know, and honestly, he's 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 there for the story, but he's not really there at all. Like he'll watch it every now and then. He says some of the stuff is dumb, which it is. Let's just be honest. But you know, I'll sit there and watch it, and and I've uh, convinced him to cheer for. Our tribal chief. He has acknowledged our tribal chief, by the way. Uh, but, you know, I sit there and I enjoy it more watching with my dad, who has a very limited knowledge of the wrestling business and understands it's an entertainment show, which is the way I look at wrestling. 
we don't sit there and talk about things that don't involve like right that don't impl- go around the match. We sit there, we watch what happens, we we're entertained by it, right? So I would rather watch it in that setting rather than someone who's just going to talk for 90% of the show and not watch the matches. And so this I'm going to be completely honest, that's the reason I stopped going to these little pay-per-view watch-alongs with my friends because that's all they would do. They would sit there and talk all show long and you miss 90% of what happens. So I, I sat here and watched it and I thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, and so we're, we'll go through this car now. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that rabbit hole. We'll get back on, on track here, right? We took a detour and we're back on track. And now let's go through this card. The first thing everyone always asks is what's going to start the card. So in this Discord, that's where I was going. In this Discord, we the question was asked earlier today, what show start or what match starts like right before the pay-per-view start, literally like a minute before it started. The question was asked, what match starts the show? And I immediately assumed it was going to be Cody versus Brock. Now, this was... I did not realize that they were promoting this as a double main event, which is something we we have to talk about here in a minute. Um, So I didn't realize that they were considering Cody versus Brock as like part of the main event. I had always assumed that Bad Bunny and Damian Priest was the main event, which I think is the common sense way to look at this. And so my answer was, I think Cody versus Brock... uh, Opens the show because because the way I look at it, Brock either ends the show or he opens the show. I've never really seen him go in between. And and again, I'm correct here, right? He opened Mania his night and he closed Backlash, right? Brock Lesnar even either opens the show or he ends the show, right? He's not going to go in between um, for the most part. I I don't remember a pay per view where he was like fourth on a card of seven matches. I just don't remember that, right? Um, and I was completely wrong on what match started. It was Bianca Belair and EO Sky, which makes sense. Bianca opens a lot of cards. Um, and this match was, you know, it was a pace setter. It was a better match than I expected it to be. Bianca Belair did win the match as expected. Um, and it was a very entertaining match. It was a great match to open the show. The, f- the fans were so behind EO. And what I'm what I hope WWE recognizes coming out of this is that I, the fans are so for anyone not Bianca Belair. Like I feel like Bianca Belair's losing the fans. And she's not getting the positive reaction WWE wants her to get. And there's an easy way to to use this to your advantage. Just make Bianca Belair a heel. Turn her against the WWE Universe. I hope that's what what eventually begins to happen. Because she's not getting the positive responses from these crowds anymore. So I hope eventually we get a heel Bianca Belair. But this match, it went exactly 18 minutes long. Fantastic match. And a very good way to start the show. We then move into Seth Rollins versus Omos. And what quite possibly could have been Omos's best match ever. I mean, the, the, Omos was doing things I didn't realize that he could do. He was selling. He 
he he he looked like a, a million bucks in this match. And this, if you continue to put Omos in situations like this, where he's fighting top tier talent who can make him look good, I think eventually Omos will start to get over. I I still think there's hope for Omos. I know there's a lot of people who have thrown Omos out with 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 the bathwater. He's useless. Send him away, right? And I've even said at times, give him a pink slip. Don't even send him to NXT. Just give him. Send them to the unemployment line. I've said that before. But I th- I still think there's they have one more shot to me to get Omos over. And if they don't succeed here, then I think he should be done. I personally think Omos doesn't need to be in a role where he's wrestling every single show, every single pay-per-view. I think if he became like a bodyguard for the Hurt Business that that would benefit him a lot more than being a singles wrestler. Um, have him in a, a in a tag team where he, he could be the strong, muscular brute, right? Um, or even, you know, in a role of just being the bodyguard uh, of, a, of a big faction group um, where he can just throw people around and look dominant and not require wins. Because the problem with Omos right now is he just doesn't have any wins, Right, he faced Seth Rollins. Okay, but he didn't win. Um, I'm trying to remember who he fought at WrestleMania. I can't remember this at the moment. Um, I'm sure I could find it. Um, let me look this up real quick. I can't even remember. I'm gonna be completely honest. This is it's crazy. Um, Omos. Why can't I remember who Omos wrestled? He, he okay. He that was Brock. Okay, so he wrestled Brock Lesnar. He looked okay against Brock. He threw Brock around. He looked okay, but he still lost. He did his thing with Seth Rollins. The problem with this match, if I had to be negative, the problem with this match is Omos was so big compared to Seth Rollins. The believability meter there. But I also think that's why it took three stomps and ultimately a stomp from the top rope to put away Omos, right? So, so, and I had to explain this to, to my dad because this was one of the points where my dad was like, well, that's stupid. It was one of the worst. He did not like the match. He thought it didn't, it didn't make any sense. Like, it's not believable. And to, to a certain degree, I, I, I understand where he's coming from. But at the same time, what Seth Rollins did within the match itself of he did two normal stomps and it didn't work. And, and so to f- the finish of the match being a, a stomp from the top rope in the wrestling world makes the move more dangerous, right? It's the reason why if, if Hogan did a, a, a leg drop off the top rope, right, that ended the match. Because a leg drop doesn't actually hurt all that much. In the grand scheme of things, just as much as a stomp from the t- like the elevated stomp, it doesn't hurt even more or less than doing it normally. It's just the elevated nature is supposed to make it look, you know, more dangerous. And so you, you know, when you're watching something like that, right, and you see a move happen from the top rope, it is supposed to be a more dangerous move, even though. 
a stomp on the ground versus a stomp on the second rope or third rope, it's really no different. You're still getting your head smashed into the ground, right? So, but when you're watching through the lens of wrestling and you're understanding that it's a story, and I had to explain this to him, I was like, you sit here and you watch movies and you know for certain, like, it's not believable, but you still believe it, right? So we do the same thing with wrestling, right? I know that Seth Rollins can't beat Omos in real life, that Omos has an extreme advantage over Seth Rollins in a real fight. But a stomp off the third rope is the, the equalizer. The top rope is the equalizer, right? Because it, it's, it's a more dangerous move version of the stomp, right? And so I have nothing to do. Like, like I came in expecting to just completely smoke on Omos, say he's done. But he put on the performance of his career, right? This was a very good match. And it just says something about what Seth Rollins can do, right? I sit here and, and I still think Roman is the best professional wrestler in terms of sports entertainment. So I would say Roman Reigns is the best sports entertainer in the world. Any promotion active today, Roman Reigns is the biggest draw in the industry, and which to me would put him as like the most important guy in the industry right now is Roman Reigns. But when we talk about in-ring ability and the ability to put on a good match with anyone you want to, Anyone you want to put against this guy, Seth Rollins is the GOAT. And I think Seth Rollins has been completely overlooked for the last three years. How many world He's had, what, one world title opportunity in the last three years that I can remember? At Royal Rumble a couple years ago against Roman where it was a DQ and he, he, he technically won the match, but he didn't win the title because it was a DQ. Right, so Seth Rollins has been completely overlooked when it comes, and, 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 and it has to be one of two things to end this. Either A, he beats Roman Reigns, because that's the match that we need to see. That's the, right, when we talk about Roman, right, Roman's faced almost everyone. He's beat almost everyone on the roster except for Seth Rollins. So it would make sense for I I personally just want him to have a match with Seth and even if he wins it just to say he's beaten Seth Rollins. Because there's a few mid-card guys like AJ and and stuff like that that he hasn't fought and, and beaten yet. But like Seth Rollins is like like if there's a pecking order in WWE, it's Roman Reigns and then it's Seth Rollins. And for him on this title run to not beat Seth Rollins, to not have a W against Seth Rollins, is a sh- is the only negative aspect of this title run for Roman Reigns that I can think of. Because Seth Rollins, to me, right, like, I don't know if we can actually say Roman is the best. Like, it could be a 1A, 1B situation where, like, Roman's on top right now, but Seth Rollins is right on his tail. And then I think there's a huge gap when we could argue the pecking order, right? But Seth Rollins, we got to give the dude his flowers before he, before he leaves. Like, Seth Rollins is the best pro wrestler in the business he's great on the mic I mean this dude at a house show had 20,000 people singing his his theme song you don't see that with everybody you don't see that anywhere right at a house show in 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 the UK right and then he goes to Puerto Rico same thing an entire arena of almost 19,000 people singing his song right which leads me to, to, we'll talk about Monday Night Raw for a minute here. Seth Rollins comes out in Jacksonville. I don't know if it's because you've just been desensitized 
to what good storytelling is because Tony Khan has sort of poisoned you with you just need good matches. But come on, y- y'all were dead as a doornail on Monday. <laughs> y'all were dead as a doornail. Seth, like you could barely, I don't know if the mics were off or what the problem was, but y'all were dead. When Seth Rollins came out, when Cody came out, when anyone was there, there was hardly any reaction. Right? We need to give Seth Rollins his props. Because the dude is one of the best, if not the best person in the industry. I still would give one A to Roman Reigns because I think he's a bigger mainstream draw than Seth Rollins is. But when you're talking about pro wrestler and that's promo, because I think what makes a pro wrestler different than a sports entertainer is drawing ability, right? You could be good at promos and be good at, you know, the entering ability. That's what I think makes a pro wrestler, right? The ability to sell someone to watch you and then giving them a good enough product in the ring once they watch you. But what makes you a sports entertainer at the top of that list is being able to draw the mainstream crowd. And I think Roman Reigns does that better than Seth Rollins does. I think Seth Rollins still gets a majority of his fans that cheer for him are people who are have been wrestling fans for a long time or for a, re, a decent amount of time, and, and they, they respect Seth Rollins and, and, and they become a favorite. I don't know if he has the sort of drawing ability that Roman Reigns would have you know, with the casual channel flipper, right? If you flipped the channel and saw Seth Rollins and it was your first time watching wrestling, I don't know if, like, if it was Seth Rollins, how many people would he, you know, entice to stay versus Roman Reigns? And I don't know if there's a scientific study or, you know, we can diagnose numbers, but I, I would say Roman's better at keeping the casuals than Seth Rollins is. But it's a 1A, 1B situation, right? And we got we to gotta praise Seth Rollins for... for for the work he has done. He got Omos over with a lot of people who thought Omos was just a lost cause at this point. Now, Omos needs to go in and win. He needs to win his next match, his next big pay-per-view match. Omos needs to win. And it needs to be a, a credible threat. Like, I, like he, he's on what brand? He's on, on Raw, right? So, I, I don't want him to, 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 to beat Gunther. But, no, Omos is a free agent. That's right. So, Omos, go on to SmackDown, challenge Austin Theory for the U.S. title, and beat him. I don't think that that will negatively affect Austin Theory. Right? But if Omos won the U.S. title and did a U.S. Open challenge every single Friday and won against guys like Ziggler and Theory and Lashley and Bronson Reed and started to rack up these wins, I think he could get over All right, so then we move into match number three, which is the triple threat match between Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, and Bronson Reed. And Bronson Reed took the pin like I said he was going to. I was wrong. I had Lashley winning. Theory does win this match, which I'm okay with. I I couldn't really see Bronson Reed winning because he's on on the different brand. But I'm okay with Theory getting this win. Um, I also think it's probably going to lead to Theory versus Lashley at Saudi Arabia. Um, that's where I, I anticipate this this moving. And I anticipate that meaning 
that um, they something happens on Friday um, that that they get into it in the um, what's it called the the tournament part that they're in for the world heavyweight t- title. It's Lashley, Sheamus, and Theory are in the same match, which lead me to believe that potentially Sheamus could win this, that Lashley and Theory get into it, and Sheamus wins the match, um, which would be inter- interesting for sure. Um, but but I, I'm not exactly certain where, where the feud goes where Theory's title run goes but but I am entertained by it so so that, that's important I think I think this match first off this saying the official match time was 6 minutes and 50 seconds I don't remember it being that short which means it's a good match um I enjoy everyone got their spots in I think Bronson Reed raised his stock um and and ultimately like I said I think this leads to Theory and Lashley um, one more time at Saudi Arabia. We then move on to Rhea Ripley versus Selena Vega. So you have Selena Vega enter the arena in her in her. She's Puerto Rican, right? In her home country, which she's she's technically not from Puerto Rico, but she's Puerto Rican. So in front of her people, right? She has a match. Her mom and dad are ringside. Her family's ringside. They, they introduce her. She's about to ball while she's doing this. The crowd is behind her. And then Rhea Ripley comes out, right? And, and, and this match was much better than I had anticipated it to be. Um, Rhea Ripley, of course, dominated the match. But Selena did enough to, to sort of get herself over. Um, as, as this being a really good match. Um, of course, Rio won. Everyone expected that to happen. If you if you said Selena was going to win, you, you're insane. You're insane. What I can say is, and, 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 and so I never really caught hate for it, but there, a lot of people, like if it went mainstream and viral, I would catch a lot of hate for my, my views on Sasha Banks leaving the company. Because I have said in the past that it's not a big loss that WWE will just replace Sasha Banks. There's there's a ton of people in the company who can play the Sasha Banks role, which is the the small, you know, stick figured female who, you know, puts on decent matches in the ring, right? Like Sasha was like the underdog. She was the smaller of 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 majority of the roster figure wise and so Selena Vega plays that role like like part of me during the entrance completely forgot it was Selena Vega and thought I was watching Sasha Banks right Selena can play that role Roxanne Perez can play that role so like I've said a numerous amount of times Sasha's not going to be missed in the company by the company I'm sure there are people within the company that wishes she was there. Hell, I even think Triple H probably wishes that she was still there. But when you're running the business and you understand, we can replace you with someone like Selena Vega and get the same result, then you don't overpay for this person. 
right? You, we can replace you with Roxanne. We're not going to overpay for you, Sasha. Know your role. And so uh, Selena Vega plays that Sasha Banks role that they need, the smaller underdog that they can make, you know, a fan favorite. And I think that was the biggest part. I think Sasha wanted to be the, the bad girl, the heel in every feud. She didn't want to play the good girl. She didn't want to play the, 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 the face, the good guy. She wanted to be a bad person. She wanted to be the ones the fans hated, right? Excuse me. But Selena Vega plays the, the role that I think would have fit Sasha best if she would have just humbled herself a little bit, right? Selena Vega plays the underdog who, can, who, who has a lot of obstacles to, to go and, and overcome and if it wasn't Rhea Ripley, it would have been cool to see Selena win a title in Puerto Rico. But you just can't have her beat Rhea Ripley. You just can't. Rhea Ripley's the the best woman in the on the planet. In any company, find me someone better than Rhea Ripley, and I promise you, you cannot. Like, not just someone you think is better, someone who actually is better, objectively better. Than, than Rhea Ripley. There is not a single person on the planet in the women's in any women's division on any roster on any promotion that is better than Rhea Ripley. Not a single woman out there. There just isn't. Rhea Ripley, I think, is better is a better champion than a lot of companies mid card men's champions. <laughs> Hell, probably even better than some companies world world champion Rhea Ripley is a top 10 active wrestler not just women's wrestler active wrestler in on the planet right now if you take a everyone who wrestles right and you put a list together of the top 10 male and female together Rhea Ripley is the only female in my mind in the top 10 she she has to be up there she's so good at what she does and, and part of me, like, part of me is against intergender wrestling. Because I'm not a big fan of the idea that we're promoting men and women fighting each other to kids. Because that's what WWE's core audience is. But the other part of me believes that it's a story. As long as you sort of address to the, 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 the crowd... In some way, shape, or form. And honestly, part of me also believes, you know, it's up to the parents to tell the kids, you know, this is just a story. They're not actually mad at each other. Men and women shouldn't fight. But part of me also believes that given the right opponent, Rhea Ripley is can realistically have a decent match against someone. Like, like they keep teasing like Solo versus Rhea. That's a match that, you know, realistically, I could I think Rhea might be able to sort of hold her own there. And so part of me hates it, inter, the idea of intergender wrestling. The other part of me thinks with the right woman in the right matchup, I think it could work. Um this match was great. And coming off of Rhea and Charlotte having what could be match of the year at their their match in WrestleMania, Rhea having this sort of dominating victory over Selena, I think is a fantastic matchup. A fantastic decision. Selena gets a little uh, 
she popped from the crowd. We all knew what was going to happen in the match. Um, and so, yeah, I, I enjoyed this match. So up to this point, the first four matches, you know, you set the scene all very high. Like, the bar is high. The crowd's into it. I think the people watching, if they're watching it objectively and, and paying attention and, and having a good time. But then... Then match five happens. And match five is a match that if you're fair and objective and you're not biased, do you not consider match five a potential match of the year candidate? And that is Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest and a San Juan street fight. And what quite possibly could be the best match of the year so far. What could possibly be the best backlash match ever, at least in recent memory? I'm telling you, man, these Bad Bunny and Logan Paul is changing the way we look at celebrity interaction in WWE. It used to be someone like, you know, like a famous person would come on. They they may do like a chair shot to to a uh, to a wrestler. And nothing really happens. Maybe every now and then they'll take a bump in the ring. But Logan Paul and Bad Bunny's changing the game. They're getting into it. They're taking it serious. A lot of times it was like, hey, I'm a celebrity. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a do a match, but it's not super serious. I'm not going to do a lot of training. It's going to be someone that keeps me safe. Not a lot of spots in the match, right? But Bad Bunny did some spots that, that I don't know if I would take. If I was a wrestler, I don't know if a lot of wrestlers would do some of the stuff that Bad Bunny did. You know, I, I, I sat there with my dad and I said, man, if I was a wrestler, I would never allow them to repeatedly hit me with a chair 18 times in a row. I just wouldn't allow it. But Bad Bunny does. Bad Bunny, right? And then you just talk about the whole match itself, right? Just chef's kiss. From this match. I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost inex- inex- uh, inexplainable how good this match was. Like, I don't care about what Dave Meltzer will give this match. And I'm sure his rating's out there. And I'm sure it's stupid. I don't care what Dave Meltzer gave this match. On, his, uh, on a five-star rating. And in fact, I'm about to pull it up real quick because it looks like they're out. I'm going to pull this up. I want to see what Dave Melcher gave it. We, we don't got them yet. Okay, we just got a website for it. But we ain't, got the, we ain't got the ratings. And I'm sure he'll release it by the end of this week. I don't care what Dave Melcher rates this match. This match is a 10 out of 10 every single fucking time this hit everything about wrestling that I loved and I said going into this show and going into this night I said if I do not see a Carlito appearance at some point tonight I'll be somewhat disappointed and it wasn't because it was not like Carlito was one of my favorites ever it's just you're in Puerto Rico he's a cologne the colognes mean something to, to Puerto Rico and wrestling it would be great to have him there. 
And we're in the middle of this match. And this match went 25 minutes. And we're probably, what, 15, 20 minutes into the match at this point. And I'm sitting there like, no no interference by LWO, no interference by Judgment Day. This is just a good match, right? Then all of a sudden, Judgment Day comes out, starts attacking, right? Then you get the LWO, which is what we expected. And then Carlito's music hits. And I don't, what, what, what people call in the, the industry, mark out, which is like super excited, screaming at the TV, like, right? I don't do that very often. Right, I jumped out of my chair and screamed like a little girl. I'm like, I'm not even kidding. I was, like, I don't even know how to repeat it. It was just in the midst of the moment his music played. And I like jumped out of my chair. And was like, I was excited for like 30 seconds. Carlito's back. I got what I wanted. Right? And that solidified this match for me because it was already a good match. Bad Bunny is so good, man. He's so good. And Priest, can we give Damian Priest... Like, imagine being Damian Priest here. You're going into... To, again, he is Puerto Rican. And you're going in as the bad guy getting booed by the, by the, by the crowd with the responsibility of keeping safe the most popular artist worldwide and you have to keep him from getting seriously hurt Damian Priest had a very important job on Saturday and I don't know if we appreciate the performance he put on there I appreciate it Damian Priest is wildly underrated in this company at this point right I think Damian Priest needs to be a consideration down the line for the world heavyweight championship Dude just put on a banger of a match with someone who's not supposed to be as good as he as he came off and was. And so Damien, fantastic performance. Bad Bunny, fantastic performance. The only thing I have against this match, and there is a reason for why this happened, is I would have rather this main evented the show. I feel that Damien Priest... Losing and Bad Bunny winning should have sent the crowd home. Especially being that the last two matches were the, were probably the two matches that I cared the least about. And I think the crowd cared the least about. Um, it's That's the bloodline and... That's the bloodline over Riddle, Owens, and, Sa- and Sami Zayn. Which is the second match, the only other match I got wrong. So I, I got two matches wrong. The triple threat and the six-man tag. Everything else I guessed right. I had the bloodline losing, but they did end up winning. Um, that ends the, the story between Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and the bloodline. Um, and, and now we get to move on with that. And, and, and But I feel like this match should have been in the middle of the card. I personally would have moved this up to number four. Had Ripley versus Vega at number five. Right, Rhodes versus Lesnar as six, and then the seventh match be Bunny versus Damian Priest. But there's a reason. Apparently, Damian Priest wanted. There was some other uh, MMA fighter who was uh, had a fight that same night, and he wanted to watch the match and, and pay respect to to um, I forgot the, the fighter's name. So I understand it, and and but this match just, just was so good. The Bloodline match, I don't. <sighs> 
it wasn't bad, but it also, like, I also didn't care about it because the major story in this is the bloodline collapse, and I just, we almost got it, and that, that, that drama is the only thing that really I cared about. And so we got the drama that's the crack in the bloodline, um, and, and so now we just see where it, where it goes from here. And then Rhodes versus Lesnar. Like I said, it wasn't anything special, but and I think we all expected Cody to win. Um, and then what happened on Monday with Lesnar attacking Cody? Again, we all expect it to happen. And if you're if if you're a fan of storytelling, you know what's going on, right? You know what's going on. There, Cody's going to lose at Saudi Arabia. He's going to lose the Lesnar, right? And then they're going to probably have another match at Money in the Bank or SummerSlam where he'll well, he'll finally sort of put away the beast for good. Now that's at least what I, I think. But he could also have it that Cody beats Brock again, right? And then sort of puts that behind him. Um, but I think this is going to set up Cody versus Seth. I think we're going to get that that match. Cody versus Seth again, potentially at SummerSlam. I think that would be a good place to have it. Um, But, yeah, I just... The last two matches sort of brought down the energy for me. But overall, like, I'm giving this show like a 9 out of 10. Right? Like, this was a very good show for a show that I had very low expectations for. Like, like I had like D-minus... Barely passing expectations. This thing, you know, you get a you get a, an A minus grade. Like this was th- one of the best shows I've seen from WWE in some time. Right, and I hope we continue to do this on 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 these premier live events. I, th- this would be fantastic if we got this every single premier live event. I would love that. I would enjoy the product. It would be so good. Um, and so I'm I'm interested to see where we go from here. We, of course, if you watch Monday Night Raw, you saw what happened on Monday Night Raw. I'm not going to review Monday Night Raw um, at all. Um, so let's talk about where I expect this to lead. What What's the card going to look like in Saudi Arabia? I'm expecting Roman Reigns will have a match. Against two, I don't know. Um, but I expect Roman to have a match. Um, I expect um, Theory to, to defend his title. And I think that's going to go against um, Lashley. Of course, we know we got the World Heavyweight title match. Uh, Rollins versus whoever wins the, the, the SmackDown uh, tournament on Friday, which I think will be Edge. I think we'll have Edge versus Rollins. And I think the story that's going to be built in the two, two and a half-ish weeks that we're going to have to build it is that Edge, when Edge lost, he was World Heavyweight Champion and he had to vacate the title and he technically never lost it. And so when he's fighting for this title, it's going to be something that he's he's fighting to get back what he never lost. And I think that's going to 
we're going to have a great match between Rollins and Edge. I personally, I really do believe that. Um, I think... I think Zayn and, and Owens are, are either going to drop the belt at before Night of Champions, because Sami Zayn's not allowed in the country. They're either going to drop the belts or they're, they're going to find a way to split the titles. Um, in some way, shape, or form. We're, we're getting a tag team championship match. I think they drop them, and I think Imperium beats Owens and Zayn. And I think they end up fighting um, a t- another tag team. I don't even know who's on Raw to be a tag team anymore. Uh, what male tag teams are... Um, I mean, theoretically, we could get the Judgment Day. Either Finn and Finn and Priest or Finn and Dominic or Priest and Dominic. Is the LWO? We got Los Lotharios. That's not going to happen. Alpha Academy, maybe. Probably not. The LWO is on SmackDown. You know what I'm thinking? I don't think it'll be Viking Raiders. I'm thinking it could potentially be in this year. Sort of, it's not really a hometown thing. I don't know. That that's that's a really bad match, to be honest. I, there's not a lot of tag teams, right? I think Imperium eventually wins the title. I just don't know who they would 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 face off against to defend them. But I think we're gonna get a, a tag team championship match: Imperium versus somebody. Um, uh, I think Gunther defends. Um, again, who Gunther defends against, uh, is a great question. I mean, there's a lot of potential, uh, people there, maybe a riddle, maybe, um, I don't know. Again, I personally, I'm not a big fan of Raw's roster looking at, uh, Let's go with Gunther versus Bronson Reed. I think that that could potentially be the match. Gunther versus Bronson Reed in a in a match for the IC title, right? And then you have the the women's division. Now, I don't know if we'll get three women's matches. I highly doubt we'll get three women's matches on this card because you do have Brock and Cody. So you you're looking at Roman versus somebody. Um, I've heard AJ Styles is a potentiality. Um, and I mean, looking at it, that that might be the the thing. I I don't want to book that for certain, right? Roman's ver- Roman versus somebody. Theory versus Lashley. The World Heavyweight Championship match, which I'm saying is going to be Rollins versus Edge. A tag team title match between Imperium and somebody. Um, Gunther and Bronson Reed. Braun, Brock versus Cody. That's six. And I think we only get one women's match. I think we get a title unification match between Bianca and Rhea. Now, this is a dangerous match to put on. 
Because you can't have Rhea Ripley lose. And I think it's actually safer to have Bianca lose in this situation. And so I'd have Bianca lose. And what, what I think is going to happen is they're going to unify the two women's champions and create a new women's champion for the other brand. And so I think SmackDown is going to have the Universal Championship and the new women's title, which will go on, you know, someone like a Charlotte or an Asuka immediately while Bianca sort of regains it. And then SmackDown will have the new men's title and then the Unified Women's Championship um, is what I think could potentially happen. Um... Right, but I, I expect seven matches with the only one not being for a title being Brock and Cody. I just don't I don't see us getting two women's matches. I definitely don't see the women's tag team championships being defended. This is like a seven match card we're gonna get at Saudi Arabia. Alright, so the last thing we'll do is we'll end with you know a one must go. We'll bring back one must go for this show. And uh, I'm struggling to come together with with which ones I want to, what I want to do in these situations. But this one, this one's tough. This came to mind the other day. Watch, it actually came to mind yesterday watching Raw, and Xavier Woods had a singles match. And so I came here and thought, one must go. Which of the New Day do you permanently delete? And this one's tough, because I think all three of them are good. Now, I'm keeping Biggie. Biggie is, is is there, right? In 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 a dream world he never gets hurt. Biggie stays. So the question is do I delete Kofi Kingston or do I delete Xavier Woods? And I and this this pains me cuz all three of them are good individually, but I I think I'd have to delete Xavier Woods cuz for most of his career, he hasn't really done anything. And then he got into the New Day. And, and I mean, it's always tough being like a three-man team. But I just it just always seemed to me that Xavier Woods was the least promoted of the guys. Right? Kofi had his run. Big E had his run. And Xavier Woods was always sort of just in the background. Right? He was the guy with the, with the trumpet. Right? And so, I... I I just I can't justify getting rid of anyone else. And so I would get rid of Xavier Woods. All right, y'all. Let me know what y'all think. Who would you get rid of? Why or why not? Would you get rid of like who would you get rid of and why? Let me know what y'all think about this. And I will see y'all on the next episode. Thank y'all for listening to the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast. Again, go find me on Twitter, We2Deep413. Go on YouTube, check out the Junkyard uh, Media Group YouTube page, as well as the Casual Community YouTube page. We're from the Casual Community YouTube page. You can, first off, subscribe, like some videos, watch some videos, join the Discord. The the link's in his videos there. Join our conversation. I look forward to seeing y'all if you join the Discord. And I will see y'all on the next episode. Y'all have a great rest of your day.